0: Welcome to the Meal Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay S. Nixon. This is the 27th episode in the Co Pilot series where we can chat about making the plant based lifestyle more doable, especially while facing a lot of the common challenges and roadblocks we all face on our journey to better health and weight loss. Today's guest is a longtime Meal Plan user, and I'm so excited to have her on today. After the 22nd episode with Jennifer, and we sort of talked about the relationship between Christianity and a plant-based diet. Our guest today is going to bring in a similar perspective with a different faith. There's a little bit of overlap, but I really just, it's its super fascinating and it's something that was involved in my own life because a lot of the things we'll be talking about, I spoke to my own sister-in-law about in her conversion to a plant-based diet based on her faith. So before I'm any more big, let me just jump right in and welcome Jenny. Hey Jenny! Hey! Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Yeah.
1: I'm happy to be here.
0: So unlike a lot of people, most people, they come to a plant-based diet because they want to lose weight or maybe they had a health problem such as heart disease or diabetes, but that wasn't you at all. It was all coming from a place of faith. Maybe you can tell us about
1: that. Well, it was actually both because it started with I'm I'm overweight. I wanted better for my kids. I I didn't want them to have the same struggles that I'm having. And I wanted, um, I just wanted my kids to be better than me. Mm -hmm. And so I started thinking, when was I successful in my life with losing weight? And one thought came to me is when I did Weight Watchers, probably 10-ish years ago. And I lost 40 pounds and I felt good. But then I was hungry all the time because they're like, eat all the regular foods. You just count your points. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work for me. And I felt miserable. And I was like, well, when else would I have success? And that was when I was vegetarian, like right after high school. And I, I felt good. And the way came off easy, probably partly because I was so young. But that, so then I was thinking, you know, what should I do? And I got to thinking as LDS members, we have the word of wisdom. So I'm like, I'm just going to start with that. And reading it just reaffirmed that I was on the right track. And so this was like two years ago, I think. And so I just started doing more research and reading the word of wisdom and just really contemplating what I should do. And I just came to the conclusion that I should not be eating meat. And so, so I stopped stop. buying meat.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you stop. I love it. I, I decided this was it, so I'm not going to do it. I love it. I find a lot of people are like, they try to justify it or find these loopholes. And it's like, no, you decide and that's what you do. But uh, maybe can you read some of the Word of Wisdom for people who maybe aren't familiar with it so they can understand um, what it, it says exactly and why it was so motivating to you?
1: Okay, let me open it up real quick. Um, I'm just going to read the part that jumped out to me, if that's all right. Yeah, that'd be great. So, because um, I've gone back and as I read it different times, different things jump out for different reasons at um you know, as you learn more, and anyway, so they're talking about um, eating meat, and it says, "Yea, and also the," uh, I'm sorry, "Yea, flesh, flesh, also of the beasts and fowls of the air, I, the Lord, have ordained for the use of man with thanksgiving. Nevertheless, they are to be used sparingly, and it is pleasing unto me." This is the part that really stood out to me. It is pleasing unto me that they should not be used, only in times of winter or of famine or cold. So, to me, I, I was reading that, and I'm like, well, we aren't in famine. I'm not cold. I live in Oklahoma. It's never cold. <laughs> so, but but really, I'm like, I just have access with um, our modern conveniences to plants all year round. So... Mm-hmm. For me, this was like animals should be like our backup food plan, like for emergencies. And so I'm like, I don't need this. I don't need this every day. I don't need this to be healthy. And so I, I'm, that's what kicked off the journey. And then I talked to a friend at church um, who had moved into our area, and so and she was plant based. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm trying to do this. And and she's like, Okay, don't panic and i because i told her i I feel like a failure i'm not doing this and so i went over to her house and she gave me this lesson and she referred me on she's like you need to watch forks over knives and you um get a lot of information from nutritionfacts.org and um so i she's like so you shouldn't have dairy products either and so i'm like okay (laughs) Which was funny because I had been thinking, like, I'm not sure that milk is really good for me. I don't feel good after, you know, like, I love hot chocolate. So if I have hot chocolate in the morning, by lunchtime and the rest of the day, I feel bloated and yucky. And anyway, so I'm like, okay, I'm on board with that, too. I love
0: that you were having these intuitions already. Like, it was already sort of floating around. Like, you would come to it sort of on your own. And then it just, you know, it was like a full circle. You didn't think you felt good eating meat. You remembered you weren't your you were your best when you were not eating meat and so you're like, maybe I should do that. And then you were noticing, hey, this you know doesn't feel so good. Maybe I should move away from it and then you found out more information why you were right. Like why yeah. those feelings inside you were
1: accurate. Exactly. And it's uh it's so nice to hear that like other people of lots of faith have the same feelings and even though I've run into lots of people of my own faith who don't agree with me, that's their choice and
0: right. And I think I, it's one thing is it a lot of people think of it as a diet, but it really is it's your full life. And that was really what I wanted to talk about on this podcast both with you and in the last episode that if if you are a religious person, you can find it's related to your belief as you have. It really yeah. stuck out to you. Exactly. And I know with like my sister in law, for example, and myself, in a lot of ways, it sort of deepened my beliefs. It yeah. kind of brought me to another level that I don't know I would have act, like come to or accessed before. Is has have you felt that way? Has it like deepened your spirituality?
1: I, I have, yes, because um, you know, as you read. Other things that um, prophets have said in the past about it that, you know, they're like, you don't need this meat. And your spiritual health and your temporal health are very intertwined. If your body's not healthy, your spirit is suffering also. I can see that.
0: And I, even some of my friends who are not religious, and even some that are atheists, they've even said that this diet has almost become a religion for them. It's its even affected them spiritually. And I think that... Um, like you were saying, what we put into ourselves, really, it all just sort of connects. You know, mm-hmm. how can, if I'm not feeling my best, I can't be my best in other planes.
1: Yes, and for me, it was a lot of the health issues. And so, like, I still want to lose weight and I'm working at it, but I've had other health benefits that have just made it all worth it. So even if I never lose another pound, I feel, feel better.
0: And what are those health benefits? Like, what, what are
1: you experiencing? Um, I used to get headaches, and they, would, they were weird because they would last for, like, a week or a week Ooh, and a half. Geez. And I, I know, which makes you really grumpy with your kids by the oh, end. Oh, my gosh! My So I would be taking ibuprofen, and really it would just be taking the edge off, and the headaches just, they would just last a long time, and then finally they would just go away. But since I went off dairy, I have not had a headache like that at all.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, I suffered from chronic d de- like I mean, they took me out migraines. They didn't last a week, but when they came, they came with such a vengeance I couldn't even get out of the bathroom. And they're gone. I mean, it was yeah. almost immediate. Really, it was immediate because I think the second I cut it out, I didn't get them again.
1: Yeah, I think it took. I like I didn't as soon as I cut it out, I didn't get it again. But I didn't feel the benefits till I guess my body had healed mm-hmm. from having that dairy all the time because you grow up. That's what I was taught. We have dairy, you have cheese, you have all those things that are just really hard for your body to use. And especially as women, I feel like dairy was like forced on
0: me constantly because I was a woman. Like, oh, women need it for bones and this and this. And I, So I feel like I got way more than even, say, my husband. Because <laughs> I just feel oh. like it's always women. You're And you see all these commercials for yogurt. It's like all dairy
1: is targeted at women. Totally. Totally. And I'm like, well... And just, you know, you read the Forks Over Knives and things that you've said, and just as you delve into studying about this, and you're like, the ox, you know, you don't have to be sh- to be strong like an ox. They didn't eat meat.
0: They eat grass. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, yay, spinach, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I know I love to say you're cutting out the middleman, because it's really what you're doing.
1: Yes, yes. And I feel uh, like, I, I still feel like I'm not perfect, and we, I still slip up, and um, like with my kids... I think the change is slower because I didn't take a hard line with them because I just, at the time, both my older boys were still at home and I just knew the pushback from that would be more detrimental than Mm. beneficial. So I just stopped buying it. But if we went out to dinner, you know, I'm like, you guys can get whatever you want. Now that we've done it for a while, when we go out, I'm like, well, I really want you to get a salad. You know, so I'm just pushing it a little more. I'd really rather you get this. You know, I'd really rather you not have cheese. And um, what's funny is I see my kids making the change kind of on their own. That's wonderful. Like my husband brought home leftover cake from work, and all of us, myself included, were like, yay, cake, because who doesn't like cake? And so everybody was eating a piece, and then they're sitting there, and they're like, Mom, you know, one of my twins looked up at me, and she's like, Mom, I don't like this. And she kind of looked at me with that look like, do I have to eat this? And I'm like, go throw it away. It's cake. <laughs> right. And I think that's a really
0: important point too, is a lot of times I feel like people think that they have to eat something or that they can't throw it away. And I remember in the Facebook group, um, a member was saying that she struggled the hardest with free food and she had this moment where she realized that even free food still has a cost. And I thought that was so monumental and beautiful and such a great way to think about it, but it is okay. I mean, I, I hate waste as much
1: as the next person, but my health trumps all. I know, so when, yeah, that same thing happened to me like a year ago when we were first starting out. They had a big dinner at church and they were like, you have a big family, take this home to your kids. And so my daughter came home with, uh, you know, you know, this is for us and it was this huge plate of all this barbecue meat and I'm like, oh, <laughs> It stunk, I never liked barbecue anyhow and now it's like stinky meat too. And right. I, I, my husband just couldn't throw it away. He's like, no, we have to eat that, it can't be wasteful. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely something you get better with over time because I know when I first transitioned and I had all this stuff in my freezer, I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do with it? And, you know, we didn't have a lot of money and so it was really hard for me. But now I'm at a point where I'm like, oh no, my health is, there's long-term costs you don't see hidden in there and I try to kind of focus
1: on that and... I just focus on hard. this week. If you eat right. that Monday, but you're still not going to feel good at the end of the week. That takes good a long point. time yeah. to heal. That
0: <laughs> absolutely, yeah. And that's been one of the ways that I keep myself from eating even like junky stuff. Like I was recently at this party, and there was all this deep fried stuff, and it was all vegan. But I was like, I know if I eat that, I'm going to pay for it for a week. Like for the next three days, I'm not going to feel well. I'm going to have stomach pain. I'm probably going to break out and have zits on my face. <laughs>
1: So true. And it's like,
0: the the 10 minutes in my mouth is not worth
1: this. No, because I I did the same thing. I'm like, I'm just going to have one little half slice of this cheese pizza because I used to love it. And I ate it. And I'm like, it was so good. And then the next three days, I had severe stomach cramps for the whole three days. And I was like, never again. And I haven't. And I think those people are always like,
0: wait, you're okay with myself. I'm like, one, I'm not judging you. But two, I think a lot of times they are very helpful because you have that experience that you're describing and then you hold on to it. And so you always know. And I feel like it allows you to continue to make good choices because now you know what's
1: going to happen. Exactly. I just, my, now my next goal, I'm not really, we, we just bought the meal plan. So we're new to the meal plans, even though I've been kind of working on this for a while. And my husband, I bought him when he was out of town. He called me later, and he's like, what is this charge on the <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, because um, we had talked about it before. And he's like, no, we can just make our own meal plans. And I'm like, well, in theory, <laughs> but that's not my skill set. And so when he was out of town, I'm like, I'm just doing it. And so I bought him, and, he, and then he was like, what is this? And I'm like, I just need this, Mike. I just need, we have to be able to do this. And he's like, all right. And so then we, after I'd been doing it, my, um, one of my sons was like, um, why are we doing this? Why are we buying this food? Why are we? And my husband looked at me, he's like, we have a dinner cooked every night, and we are saving money. And I was like, yes, he listened. And he was <laughs> I love it that the husband
0: skeptical was
1: the one like championing it and reasoning it he is so he he's not plant-based I mean he is at home but because that's what's here but he's but he's on board like yesterday we had those big mac potatoes and he comes looking at his plate and he's like what is this this looks amazing and he loved it
0: Yeah, those big mac potatoes have been super popular, Uh, and with omnivores, that's what's been I've really been loved reading is all the members have been commenting like, "Oh, my omnivore husband or my omnivore dad or like all these omnivores are like loving them," and I'm like, "Yes,
1: that's a win." (laughs) It's totally a win, and and those I think are like planting seeds to look that we're not weird. The food is delicious, you know, Mm -hmm. so that they know that we're we're regular people just like you. We just want to feel better.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a really important thing is people are like, oh, you're plant-based, so what do you eat? Lettuce? And it's like, and a whole lot of other stuff. (laughs) Not just air. Um, I don't just eat lettuce with like a sad tomato. No, no. I eat some really awesome, beautiful food. Um, But sometimes just showing them, like you said, being like, look, I eat all this stuff. Look at these. Look at this food I'm eating, isn't it? awesome and then they're like wow that looks so good and you're like and it is would you like a bite
1: (laughs) exactly i know my daughter had a meeting at church with the youth group and some of her leaders and it was her turn to take the treat and so she brought she took in um blueberry oatmeal muffins from your book and um she's passing him around and there's one boy who's like "Ugh, are these vegan and she's like <laughs> she goes no they're plant-based and he, j- he wouldn't even try him; he just <laughs> has such a mental block but everybody else was like it's so excited and our bishop was like can i take more home and she's like go for it take some home and
0: oh that's so sweet yeah, I had that when I first uh, transitioned to a plant-based diet. I remember I brought things into work, and all my coworkers, because I was living in Boston, and all my coworkers were like, oh, I'm not that adventurous. Like, I'm not trying it. It was vegan. I'm not going to try it. It was like muffins. And I then, know. then um, subsequently, I brought the muffins in. I put them in the break room, and I walked away, and I purposely, like, I didn't eat them. I didn't go near them. They were just in there. And by lunchtime, all these emails were circulating in the office. Oh, my God, the muffins are gone. To Does anyone know who had these muffins? Where are those muffins from? Who made them? Where's that recipe? Like, everyone was talking about how great these muffins were. And then, like, after lunch at 2 o'clock, I sent the mass email, like, you people ate vegan muffins. <laughs> and you <laughs> and liked it. them. And here's the <laughs> recipe. <laughs> but it was really yes. funny. so, so funny go that there's. All the so way back much. to something you said at the beginning of the podcast is you'd mentioned that once before you were on Weight Watchers and you had lost weight, but um, it, it didn't stick. And I wanted to kind of chime back on that because it's something I hear a lot. A lot of people who join the meal plans have done Weight Watchers either successfully or unsuccessfully in the past. And a lot of people email us saying, I try to do Weight Watchers or I try to count my calories and I didn't really work for me. So why would the meal plans work, you know, if this other thing didn't? And one thing that I learned with Weight Watchers was it didn't teach me, it wasn't a tool that taught me how to change my habits for life. Like, I love that it said that I could still have, you know, McDonald's if I wanted to, but what it was for me, for me to lose weight, for me to reverse my health issues and to get better, I really needed a major overhaul. I didn't need to just eat less. Of bad choices I needed to learn how to make better choices and it sounds like that sort of was kind of what you were coming at um with your experiences too
1: yeah that that's what I wanted like I we're still gonna make birthday cake it might be a plant-based birthday cake but I I still want my kids to be able to feel like they can enjoy tons and tons of food and myself too mm-hmm. I mean because I spent seven months being hungry on Weight Watchers, and I thought for a long time, I'm like, well, I guess to be a healthy weight, you just have to be hungry. Is that what people who maintain a healthy weight do? Well, I got really hangry by the end, (laughs) and you're just like, I can't sustain
0: this. Yeah, and that's how I was. I felt hungry when I tried to, like, just count calories and not actually pay attention to what made up those calories I was just hungry all the time and I thought the same thing I'm like is this what it takes to be thin I just have to be like miserable and hungry and cranky and biting at people all the time because I'm so miserable and cranky but then I realized oh no if I choose you know 1200 calories of super awesome healthy food like plant-based foods is so filling and so delicious and so satisfying compared to like the same amount of calories of the processed garbage that didn't leave me feeling so good. So bad. true. And that's
1: still, like, sometimes, you know, you still get tempted when you're... Because I still feel like I'm new. Because mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not, like, perfect and I don't own it. And I just, you know, so I'm like, oh, that still smells good, you know. When you walk past some restaurant and you smell bacon, it still smells good. But I just know that there's a bigger price. And I'm so I... I just don't want I just want better for my kids and so it's but that's my main goal I love that and I love that you're
0: focusing on your children as a motivation and not because a lot of times people are like oh I'm, I'm worried about this or that and I'm trying to fit into a wedding dress and those are totally fine and that was me I came into it from a place of vanity myself but I really do love it when it's like I'm trying to be a good example for my kids or I'm trying to be better or I want them to be better and um I mean, but like I said, I came from a place of vanity, so no judgment here. But it is—it is it's, it's
1: well, beautiful when you can think of others. There's always vanity involved. Let's be honest.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess that's true. mean, <laughs> who
1: doesn't want to look better—that's right. always one of the factors, I think.
0: Yeah, who doesn't want to compliment
1: <laughs> or to glow, right? But
0: um, in the, I think, I don't yeah, I guess I don't think it's wrong to want to be your best self, whatever way, and to see yourself and to be the person you see yourself as. Like, I think that was what it was for me, is I always envisioned this, like, happy, glowing, bouncy, thin person, and I just was so frustrated that I wasn't the way that I wanted to be or saw myself, and it was so nice to kind of, like, bring those people together. I was like, okay, now I'm living my trueness. This is is working for me.
1: That's a really good uh, analogy. Oh, good. Because I I thought that, too, like, you – I don't know. When I grow I always say when I grow up and my people around me are like, uh, is that you? And I'm like, um, I don't feel like the grown up yet. So when I grow up, you know, I want to be, and I have all these things that you want to be, and, uh, you know, being plant-based is going to help me be there, I think.
0: Yeah. That's how I saw it. It was like this vehicle that helped me get to that person that I saw. And I remember, um, I read this. I don't, I don't know if it was, I don't think it was a poem, but it it was like some short story writing in the newspaper, and it was about this woman who, um, she'd always been very obese her whole life, even as a child, she just had always been obese, and she felt like there was this tiny ballerina trapped inside of her, like that, that she always, um, saw herself as this tiny ballerina even though that's not what she looks like it was inside of her and then she just said you know what I'm gonna dance anyway and she went on to be this you know beautiful dancer and um I was like yes that's how I felt there was this other person that I was supposed to be and I just needed to find my way to get there <laughs> to get yeah. to that person and plant-based helped me find her but um One thing you said about bacon smelling good reminded me of this other thing I read where this guy, he was like a New York Times journalist, long-term vegetarian, like 20 years or something, and he was like, and I still think bacon smells good. (laughs) He's like, I'll never eat it, but he's like, just FYI, I'm going to be honest. And I mean, I've been plant-based for almost a decade now, and I still... Struggle with the smell of cinnamon buns. Like, if there is a Cinnabon, I have to walk in the opposite direction. I won't get one. I I have enough, like, rule with myself. Like, it's a no-no, but um, the smell is so hard that I have
1: to literally
0: turn around and walk in
1: the opposite direction. Those smells are intoxicating, I think.
0: Yeah, I'm like, I think they have some kind of drug in the smell. (laughs) Like, there's just something... There's something in the smell. I don't know. but I, And I'm sure there's some, like, biomechanical survivor mechanism that um, works. Well, I know with the fat, like, with the bacon, is the smell of fat is supposed to be very um, attractive to us, and it comes from a place of survival instincts from when food was super scarce. But I'm sure there's something going on with the sugar and fat smell of the cinnamon bun. is the same way. It must be, like, sending off some kind of sensor that makes it
1: extra... Um, I think part of that is... You know, you have those warm, squishy memories. Oh yeah, you know,
0: and the warm, squishy memories.
1: You know, so like my dad would always make these gigantic cinnamon buns, and you know, so those things, at, you know, or or sausage cooking, because those were kind of a treat growing up, because we weren't, you know, those are expensive, and mm-hmm. and so I think they, you know, they they kind of bring those warm feelings back from your childhood or whenever, you know, and and that kind of triggers things for you too. Even though I have lots more things that I enjoy more than bacon. It's still one of those funny things. And that's
0: a really good point. And I know um, for me, we always, we never had bacon unless we were camping. And so that was definitely like a family memory that I have. And so I think like you said, it could be just this also this trigger for memories. And that's a lot of things that people stress about. They're like, but I have this family thing or this identity. And I know that was really hard for me initially because I was raised by Italian. Like, my adoptive family is Italian. They're very Italian. And so there was all this food culture my whole life. And I saw myself like, oh, I'm Italian. And I had to come to this realization that, you know, I am still Italian even if I don't eat Italian sausage. I'm not less Italian. (laughs) My culture is not
1: weakened. (laughs) I know um, that I had my first big... Like switch, like I knew that this was not going to leave my life when like two years ago, you know, I just started and we went to visit my in-laws and they cooked and I just ate whatever they cooked because I was just being polite and I was so sick the whole week and Aww. I, we left and I'm like, Mike, next time we have to take our own food. I can't eat your mom's cooking again because it has such a big cost. And so I told him, I'm like, I think we should, you know, we're getting ready to go at the end of next month. And I was like, I think we should pack our own food. And he's like, oh, that's a really good idea. And I was like, yay. Yay. Now I have have to plan food to travel.
0: Yeah. A lot of people worry about telling their relatives or they just want to be easygoing or not cause any, you know, um, effort or, you know, they don't want to be offensive or whatever. And I talk a lot about this in the guide because there's so many different ways to, to, um, deal with it, but. One thing I've learned is a lot of times people feel worse. Um, I remember I, I went and I didn't tell the host about my dietary restrictions. And I showed up and there was nothing for me to eat, truly nothing. And I was fine. I didn't care. I, I knew I wasn't, I was going to the party to socialize. I wasn't going for the food. That's not why I go to parties. And, um, and I was just planning to get something to eat on the way home, like a subway sub or something. Like it was really not a big deal, but. The host like locked herself in the bathroom crying because she felt so oh. bad, and I kept saying, "No, it's fine, it's fine." And everyone else was like, "No, it's fine, it's fine." But it just it, it, that stays with me <laughs> to this day. I'm like, "Oh gosh, I can't ever do that again to somebody." Um, no, even if that may have been an extreme reaction, maybe most people wouldn't feel that way. But she, I, it stayed with me forever. And there was another time I went to a wedding, and again, I was going to watch my friends get married. I wanted to be in the presence of love. I. I don't know anyone that goes to weddings for food. Everyone that I know thinks wedding food is generally not very good. But um, there was something for me to eat, and I remember the bride was really upset. And I'm like, really, it's cool. I have an apple in my car. Like, I'm so fine right now. I just want to watch you get married. Please yeah. don't feel bad for me. But um, so ever since then, I'm a big fan of speaking up. <laughs> At least to be like, FYI, don't you don't need to make me anything. I'm going to be okay on my own. But... Just so you know, because not I, that's the other thing is when they make it for you. And then you're like, actually, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, grandma. <laughs> yeah, now,
1: now they bring their own food when they come to visit me. They yeah. stop by the subway and get their meat sandwich. You know?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. My, my family, um, well, my, a lot of my family is on board now. And because my parents joined me a few years ago, they've all kind of been like, okay, well, that section of the family is just strange. And they're going to bring their broccoli and we're all just going to look at them. <laughs> <laughs> but when they come to visit me they're like we have um can we can you give us directions to the Wendy's and I'm like yeah just please don't bring it back in my house because I don't want to smell it
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> but um knock yourself out here you go here's the directions
1: I just keep thinking that all you know we always have to plan ahead and well I do anyhow for my meals and it just gives me such a chuckle that they have to bring their meat they aren't willing to even have one meal <laughs> without try. meat.
0: <laughs> Yeah, my uh, one of my team members, Carly, she was just telling me that when her grandmother visits, she brings like her own her own food, and her parents are omnivorous, so it's not like. There would it, the bringing the meat whether because there isn't going to be any but she like I guess just really likes her own green beans or something like some particular brand of canned green beans that I guess we <laughs> don't have here in California and so she actually brings them from Tennessee and I'm like I have to see this like you need to take a picture like open up her suitcase and take a picture and send it to me I have to see these green beans but Maybe we should all have these green beans. I know, I was like, do, do I need to try them? Like, I, what is so magical about them? And she's like, I think they have lard in them. I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. But, um, yeah, I guess it's funny. But I go everywhere with rice cakes. So, uh, I mean, I even have rice cakes in my car, so I can't, you know, I can't talk.
1: <laughs> that seems like a good plan to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, when in doubt, eat the rice cake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess to sort of wrap up, maybe you can um, tell us some things that have gone over really well with your husband and kids that in case, you know, one of our listeners is an, um, living with omnivores on, using the meal plans, maybe just some suggestions of what's extra popular
1: to help them with their planning.
0: Um, well,
1: the money savings is oh, yeah. huge.
0: I forgot I, about the money savings. we were supposed to talk about that. Wait yeah. To remember.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That, that was huge for my husband because I told him, I'm like, we used to spend like $200 a week. And last, I just went shopping Friday and I spent $79 and I'm feeding six people.
0: That's amazing.
1: And so I'm like, score. So now whenever I get it under a hundred bucks, I text my husband. I'm like $81 grocery
0: for the week. <laughs> yeah. And it's um, amazing because even though you, you're paying for the meal plan,
1: you're still saving even with that added cost. That's what I told him. I said, even if you add in the money I spent for the meal plan, we are still having less money, and we have better meals. That's and awesome. I know I had a bunch of surprise guests one day, and so because I had spent Saturday prepping all my meals, all I had to do was like pull out three different meals, and we had a little buffet so they could pick and choose, and everybody was happy, and everybody was full, and um, that, that's really good. And I'm like, if you're new, give it time. Mm -hmm. Because your kids, um, especially with kids, I've noticed their tastes kind of have to change. You know, they're used to eating the chicken nuggets and the french fries, and then you switch them to chickpea nuggets and baked potatoes. Mm -hmm. That it's just different. You know, plus they aren't getting all that grease that we are so accustomed to and is so addictive. And so I'm like, just give it time. You you are going to be successful, and it will just take a little bit. And all of a sudden, your kids, I just noticed... Recently, Like, I've been working on this two years, and maybe it's taken so long because I didn't go hardcore in the beginning, but their tastes are changing. Like, I made chickpeas salad for lunch today, and nobody complains, and they're all super happy, and, you know, it, it just takes a little time because it's just all new.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that's true even for adults, too. I mean, I remember when I first went plant-based, I thought so many things were just so bland and absolutely tasteless, but now, almost a decade later, I think that they have so much flavor. Like, I can't believe that I ever thought brown rice was tasteless, and now I think it's sweet. Yes. Yes. But I I thought, yeah, and there were tons of vegetables that I thought had absolutely
1: no flavor, and now when I eat them, I'm like, oh, so flavorful, so good. Mm, yum. yes. Yes. I have discovered though that my family won't eat kale, so we don't buy kale. <laughs> we just eat spinach instead. Yeah, and
0: spinach is a great substitute.
1: You know, if even I'm probably one of the pickiest eaters in the world, but I notice probably as I'm getting older and as I'm becoming more and more successful at this, like I u- I use a lot more things. I'm more open to things. You know, I never liked a Big Mac anyhow, but to, and so to say Big Mac potatoes, I'm like, uh, <laughs> and now I'm like. Let's just try it. What's the worst that will happen? We cross this one off the list and don't make it again. You know, you're just more open and it's more exciting. I know that my, my, my one son, he's, he's my pickiest eater and he's 11. And so if you'll see him like munching on potatoes all the time. Oh, cute. Just cold potatoes out of the fridge. Wait, cold? Wow. Yeah, He'll just grab one out of the fridge. Just sometimes he'll microwave it, sometimes he won't. There's usually ketchup involved, but I'm like, a little ketchup and a potato is way better than cookies or you know, any other junk,
0: yeah, Doritos or yeah, some kind of yeah, the other that kids tend to eat.
1: Yeah, so I know somebody asked about snacks on there, and I'm like, my kids eat like if I make muffins, um, I mean, of course, there's some tastes, you know, like some don't like blueberry, you know, but. Like chocolate, the chocolate chip muffins, everybody likes. And like the pretzels, I make the pretzels, and those are really great snacks. And the other day, I'm obviously a slow learner. I was like, I'm planning all my dinners, but I'm not planning anything else. So I need to plan snacks, too. And so, you know, we keep, like, carrots on hand and peppers that are, you know, things that the kids already like, and they um, go with hummus really well. And so, it you know, it just... Their taste, that's a good which means. point
0: that you should plan your snacks like you plan your dinners. Because I think that's something that a lot of moms don't
1: do and it would be a huge help. Yes. So I was like I'm like, I need to plan everything. You know, you have to plan everything, even for yourself, to be mm-hmm. successful. Then otherwise you're caught in a lurch and you're like, I'm starving and I'm running late and now what am I gonna eat? And you know. Yeah, that was the one
0: thing. At first I was really annoyed that I always had to like constantly be thinking about things and constantly planning, but now I actually see it as a gift. Like I'm really glad that I'm so hyper aware and that I am so on top of things and that I am prepared because that is what it takes to be successful. Success is consistently doing the right thing over and over and over again and planning helps get you there. It helps making sure that you will have that you know, need met to be consistent to get to the success. But yeah, I used to be like, oh, I'm hungry. And then I would just eat whatever. And it was never a healthy choice. Now I'm really glad that I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, and I'm glad I was proactive and made this healthy offering for myself.
1: Yeah. So now we just have lots. I just try to keep healthy stuff around. And of course, you just stop buying the other stuff. Yeah. It's And that's hard. It's hard to break those habits. Yeah, and I mean, there's
0: entire aisles in the grocery store. I just don't even wander down because I just don't even need to be tempted. I just don't yes. know. I just don't know. Yeah, there's this running joke at um, headquarters here that I'll, I'll figure – I'll find something that's accidentally vegan that's not healthy, and everyone that works for me is like, don't tell me. I don't want to know. Just don't tell me. And I'm like, oh. And I was like, well, I wasn't going to buy it. They're like, but I will, so don't tell me. And I'm like, I just – Cause I like keep a list in case someone's like, you know, my kid's really having a hard time. What's this, you know, I want to have options, even if they're not, you know, the best, 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 you know, some progress is better than none, but they're like, no, don't tell me. I'm like, okay, all right. Like when I realized that Oreos were vegan, not necessarily plant-based, but vegan, nevertheless, everyone's like, I hate you. Please don't ever share that information again.
1: i know that's my uh, kids running joke now that you know like mom can we get vegan the uh, oreos can we get vegan? <laughs> and i'm like no 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 i mean that's like a once in a while treat sure halloween knock yourself
0: out but like any other time than, you know,
1: yeah work, but we don't birthday, need that every day over,
0: car you know car trip sure
1: yeah so but not tuesday <laughs> <laughs> that's our thing for we're planning for our car trip and I'm like, I got to plan better snacks, because normally we would just plan on driving through some fast food place, and mm-hmm. we have candy in the car, and I just don't want to do that again.
0: Yeah, that was, it's interesting you say that, because I used to do these really long car rides, and all I would do was, like, I would get, like, a bag of Oreos, a, ba- a bag of Twizzlers, and, like, um... And then I would always stop at like McDonald's or Taco Bell or something. And I would always feel like absolute garbage by the time I got to my parents' house. And of course I would blame it on the drive. Like I had this like seven to eight hour, depending on traffic drive. So of course I feel awful. But then when I went plant-based and I drove and all I had in the car was like fresh fruit, some rice cakes, and then I would stop at Wendy's for a baked potato. It finally, it occurred to me, oh, it wasn't the drive. It was the food I was eating on the drive that made me feel like garbage. Oh, so what you had said was um, that you're getting ready to go on a drive.
1: Right. And it's a 15-hour drive. So. It's a long
0: drive, yeah. And I was saying that I realized that myself that um, when I would make the long drive to my parents' house, I would get, like, a bag of cookies and a, you know, a pound bag of Twizzlers and, like, Skittles, and I would stop at, like, Taco Bell or McDonald's or something. And by the time I got to my parents' house, I would feel like absolute garbage And I need to like lay down, I wouldn't want to go do anything and I would blame it on the drive, of course, I'm exhausted and tired, I feel gross because I've been in the car all day. But then when I went plant-based and I was driving the same drive, but I only had fresh fruit in the car plus rice cakes and I would stop at like Subway and get a Subway, you know, vegetable sandwich or I would get a baked potato from Wendy's. I would show up at my parents' house and feel fine and be ready to like go out and party and have a great time. And, yeah. I, and I eventually realized, oh, it wasn't the drive, because <laughs> it was the food that I ate on the drive. Um, yeah, so it, it was a big difference. Yeah, big difference. But um, but anyway, I'll I'll let you go. Because I'm sure you're super busy as a mom. Oh, my last question for you was: since you you have you have six kids, right? Or no? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yes. So do you just double the family plan? Like, what what do you do? You know, a tip for other big families with lots of
1: kids. Um, the, uh, when I first started the meal plans, I had five kids still at home. And so that first week I doubled everything, which made the most food, it was ridiculous. And so I was like, this is a bad plan. So I just do add-ons. So we do the meal plan. And then if it's not quite enough, I might add steamed broccoli or, you know, extra vegetables or salad. And so that's how we make it. Because when I doubled it, it was just too much way 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 too much
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah they are really big portions but i like that i like that you just add a little supplement whether it's a side of broccoli or something like that
1: yeah that works best for us
0: perfect well thank you so much for being on the podcast today i really loved all of your insight there were so many good points to take away here and i also just love that you know this really came to you as a, a place for your health but also as a place from your faith I really do think that it can be so much more than diet. It can really enrich our lives in so many different ways but so thank you again for being on the podcast and uh,
1: if you're listening and you want to learn more you can visit getmealplans.com. Thanks everyone!